Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Tommy Breedlove, it has been uh, an adventure getting you on. So many life <laughs> things are happening to both of us. But I'll tell you, I I, I, lo- I love the fact that uh, we're both on each other's radar and in the community. So thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait for this uh, this discussion. Drew, 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 I want your audience to know what an amazing human being you are, your flexibility, your grace, your kindness. And we just talked about smoothies and, and daughters and chia seeds. So we where did. is it? This is just going to go nothing but awesomeness from here. Man. I'll tell so you, you, anytime you can bring chia seeds into a conversation with somebody <laughs> you just recently met, I, it's just, how do they get to chia seeds? Well, you know, you'll find out, folks, how we got the chia seeds. So, I love it, man. Let's yeah. lean in, my friend. Let's All lean right. in. So, so one of my favorite words that probably is overused, but I, I, I still say it, that life is not linear. And we all know that. And we all go through a journey in life that, that helps us grow. And we end up learning that some of the biggest trials and tribulations we go through are really growing pains. Yes. So I know you've gone through your share. Um, I... I want the audience and myself to really get the essence of Tommy Breedlove and what what made you who you are now. And you can go back as far as you want, but let us know what molded you, what shaped you. So I'm going to start. So the, the truth is, is pain has molded me, mm-hmm. both pain that was given to me and then pain that I caused myself. I'm an extreme ownership guy and an accountability guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start at 36 years old. Um, and then I'm going to backtrack and then we'll come forward at 30. I come from very humble beginnings. Um, think good, hardworking, blue collar part of South Atlanta in Georgia. Um, really hardworking tradespeople, military mechanics, um, really good, good part of the world where hardworking folks. And, um, but at 36 years old, coming from humble beginnings, I thought that, and these things are important, but I thought that money, power, status, and respect, which I had obtained, was going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know is wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so if you're a really great person that wants to make great impact and significance with a lot of money, it'll magnify that. But if you're also a person in pain, and I was in a lot of pain, mostly internally caused, right. um, it's going to magnify that. And so at 36 years old, when the money, the power of the status, had the corner office, uh, big career uh, a, as a junior partner at a big uh public accounting, financial consulting firm, grew up in a company called Deloitte. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the big corner office, the shiny cufflinks, the big watch, the pretty girl on the arm. And you would have said, Drew, you would have said, hey, this dude's got it going on. But right. it was the exact opposite of that. Mm. And um, I was I was very arrogant, which is just insecurity on steroids because mm, yeah, yes. I felt like I had to wear all these masks, important guy, tough guy, life of the party guy, ye who is going to outwork you guy. And the truth is, as I was that angry, scared little boy that I was as a kid, and when the money, the power, the status didn't light me up, I literally turned to the Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle. I'm not kidding. Oh, boy. And lived it for almost three years, and it almost cost me my firm, my career, my friendships, my marriage. And if I'd have kept going, it would have cost me my life. Right. And I'll come back to that. What I hadn't dealt with is I grew up, I told you where I grew up, but I grew up in and around a significant amount of violence and abuse. 
uh, both inside and outside the home, and I never felt safe. And at 18 years old, um, instead of being the first person in my family to go to and graduate college, because I had all these scholarships to all these different universities, um, I became what I hated, and I, I committed a violent crime. And I was looking at seven, two felonies and seven years in prison at 18 years old. Oh. thought my life was over. Luckily, um, it was dropped down uh, by the grace of God, and it was my first offense to two heavy misdemeanors. But I was sentenced to two years and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. An African-American gentleman decided to cross racial boundaries, uh, mentor me, love me, hold me accountable, show me what a real man looks like. He was in his 40s. I was 18. His name was Tony. and He called me Youngblood. He said, Youngblood, you're not going to become a part of this revolving door system. Mm-hmm. And with his help, mentorship and guidance, when I got out, um, I went worked in a factory during the day, community college at night, ended up at the University of Georgia, go dogs. Um, and I went from a jail cell to Deloitte in three years. And um but I never dealt with any of those insecurities. I never dealt with that rage. And I, I, I realized recently um, that I've been running from rage and running to peace my entire life. Mm-hmm. And um, and so at 36 years old, coming back full circle, I found myself laying in a ditch, looking at the blue sky, probably doing some multi-million dollar deal um, the week before. And just really looking at the sky, thinking, my God, man, how did you get here? Why are you like this and you don't want to be? And what are you going to do about it? And during that time, my wife and I clearly were going through marriage counseling. Who knew, right? Can't be a jackass and not be in marriage counseling. And um, I remember that counselor telling me there's a place that in Tennessee that can do more more for me in seven days than he could do in 10 years. And when I woke up in that ditch, I um, decided to go there for seven days. And and they they it was just the most remarkable seven days of my life. And since then, I have made um, my mental, emotional, and spiritual physical fitness, because those are muscles. You got to work on your heart, your mind, and your soul Mm -hmm. just as much as your body. And so since 36 years old, and I'm now 49, so for the last 13 years, I've made me my number one job. I think it's the most selfless thing that we can do, not the most selfish. Agreed, agreed. And worked on myself with coaching with therapists. I'm in my, you know, I run coaching programs. I have a coach. I run masterminds. I'm in a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I practice what I preach and, um, pre 36, I was two steps forward and nine back. Mm-hmm. I'm still just a man who makes mistakes. And, um, but I make, I take eight steps forward and two back now. And I've been working on my heart, mind, and soul. Um, I still think money is an important guy because I think I want everybody to have as much money as they possibly can so that they can go experience life, but also make this world and our fellow humans better than we found them. And so that that's my authentic journey, brother, of how I got to you. And eventually, um, I never planned on building the Legendary Life movement. I, plan- I never planned on writing Legendary, which is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. But my network of professional services, of entrepreneurs, of executives, private equity, when they saw my massive transition, you know, I'm still an ambitious driven guy. I still like money. I still love business. Um, so I've always been a business guy. But when they saw the transition of not only the external success I was having in my business, but my internal success, like mm-hmm. I, I, I made a 180 degree turn and thank God I was able to save my marriage. Right. Um, but I made a 180 degree turn. And so all these all these entrepreneurs and executives and professional services people asked, you know, are inviting me to lunch and have a glass of wine. And they didn't want to do business because I thought we were just going to do business. Like, let's go do some more business together. And they really wanted to know how I did it. And um, let me tell you the tangible results, Drew, of working on me, my full-time job in three years from 36 to 39. I went from 
junior partner to international practice leader to senior partner and owner of this big firm to being elected to the board of directors at 39 and wow. everybody else was in their 60s. Right. My income doubled, my network 10x. I went from 70 hours a week working to 40 and um, I went from being one of the most feared people in the firm to the one of the most beloved. And the intangible result though, is I, I eliminated all the negative people that I was surrounding myself and only put great friends in my life. My marriage went from life support to one of strength. And I went from being that angry, scared, worried, insecure, arrogant boy to a humble, confident, courageous, peaceful man. And, um, you know, I never planned on leaving that world. But when so many people asked me to coach them from 30 years old to 79 years old, men and women, and so many people said, you got to write a book. And when I started authentically and vulnerably opening it up to them, they gave them the permission to open up to me. Absolutely. And that has led me to you today, Drew. And so, you know, now I'm the founder of the Legendary Life Movement, which is a home for high achieving, ambitious men and women to do business and life together. We, we, we want them to be elite in business, but we also want them to be elite in life. And we come and do business and life together, brother. So, Drew, that's what's brought me to you. Thank you for letting me share that, my friend. I love it. And you are an elite human, my friend. So, sorry. So, there's <laughs> a lot. All right. Working on it. <laughs> As they say, there's a lot to unpack here. My first question will be, and I commend you for being a man who worked on root causes versus symptoms, because most yeah. of we men were never never encouraged to work on root causes. We always turn to the symptoms that mask those things. So yep. you had mentioned that all the success you had had on the inside, you were suffering in silence. What was that childhood wound, so to speak, that hadn't healed, that didn't allow you to enjoy the fruits of your labor? Yeah. So, um, you know, my, my wife and I tease each other now because we've been together since 1995 do that math. Um, but we, we tease each other that she could, she loved me when I didn't love me. Yeah. And honestly, brother, um, in every possible way, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually, um, everything was taken away from me as a young man. Mm. And it was beaten into me that I was a piece of garbage. And my um, self-sabotaging internal beliefs, like on the outside, he said, man, this guy's got it all going on. I apologize for the dog. We have so much construction. Don't, don't here, apologize. It's a beautiful it's thing. How you know about, it's a live program, right? Beautiful, um, beautiful thing about live Zooms. So that's funny. I love it. Yeah. But honestly there was an internal inherent wound that I believed I was a piece of garbage and was never going to amount to anything. And my unconscious self-sabotaging was proving everybody that I was that. Exactly. Um, and I didn't know it. I was unaware. I was unconscious of it. And for the past 13 years, uh, so I didn't believe I was lovable. And now I 100% know, and I'm a six foot three big alpha dude. Right. Um, but now, and I say that because on the outside, again, you know, you never know what someone's dealing with on their inside. Absolutely. And now after 13 years of great coaching, of uh, investing in myself, with great therapists, with great mentors, with a beautiful family and an, in, in an internal circle, I now know 100% that I am lovable, that I am enough, that I am worthy, and that I am valuable. But I spent my fir first 36 years living that story that was told to me that was a lie. Yep, absolutely. And at 36, I stopped living that story and started living my life. And you know that, what? that's it, what led yeah. to you. Absolutely. And we got and got to give you credit, too, for for 
allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to ask for help. Cause again, guys are told not to ask for help that we can do it 100%. ourselves and man up and suck it up and all that garbage. Uh, so I, I commend you. I commend you for that. Um, the, it's, it, it, I, I want the audience to know that when we, you know, when we talk about addictions, people automatically go to whether it's drugs or alcohol or sex or porn to be gambling. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, people are, are get addicted to self-sabotage because of the things that people tell them about them. And we we allow it. And like you said, it's 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 an illusion on what our self-limiting beliefs are. So I thank you for Great. bringing that up. And we got to bring that topic to the surface and bring it above the surface because many of us do suffer in self-sabotage. And uh, tell us how you got out of it. I know you mentioned all the mentors. Give us some specifics of what jarred you to say i'm done with this and i'm going to be the tommy i'm supposed all right i i know I yeah can. i'll tell you i'll tell you what my daily life looks like because uh this is a journey and mm -hmm. it and i do believe your heart mind and soul are just like your body they're muscles mm -hmm. and if you don't work on them you atrophy absolutely and if you don't think we're spiritually and emotionally and mentally weak look at our 24-hour news and our social medias and i'll mm -hmm. tell you how weak we actually are yep um and so every single day so um the, the the why behind me doing it is I honestly was scared I was going to die and mm -hmm. I, I don't want it. I didn't want to die. Right. Um, and I didn't understand. I know inherently I was a good human um, growing up uh, around a lot of abuse. I um, in, in violence, I always rooted for the underdog. Right. And I, cause I was the underdog. Absolutely. I was the, the underdog. And so um, every single day to this day, and honestly, brother, I got away from it for about three months recently and I got in a dark place again. And that's because I stopped doing the work. But every single day for my first 90 minutes, um, I work on me. And my last 30 minutes at night, I work on me. Um, I believe the bedroom is for three things. And I, we don't need to say what number one and number two are. But number right. three is working on yourself. Like I want to finish the day strong. Mm -hmm. um, and so here's here's and we can go into any of these that you want to. But every single day I read. Um, great spiritual text, think Christian, Taoism, Stoicism. I journal every single day. I have a formal gratitude practice I do every single day. I meditate every single day. I pray every single day. And I do visualizations and journaling. That's my first 90 minutes. So I work on my heart, mind, soul, and body. Beautiful. Without fail for 90 mm -hmm. minutes, first thing in the morning. And then without fail at night is I spend my last 30 minutes. Gratitudes, reading, journaling visualizations, meditation. So I, I want to be strong because if I don't do that work, I get off the tracks. My insecurities kick in, my worries kick in, my not good enoughs kick in. Um, and uh, our, we do it with our teams. We do it with our family. And, mm -hmm. and so every day I work on me for the first 90 minutes. And then the last 30 minutes, if I'm not sleeping or doing the second thing that you're supposed to do in the bedroom, if we're not doing that, then I'm working on me the last 30 minutes at night too. And so that, that's how I do it. Got it. Well, all right. So you mentioned you, you you displayed to the audience that you're human, and God bless you for that because you said <laughs> very dark, well. Yeah, you, you ended up in a my dark place, mad. dude. You my know? team gets mad, but I bleed and poop. <laughs> you do. We all bleed and poop. So you you ended up in a dark place, and you got yourself right back on track. And and that's a testament to all the work you did gave you the opportunity just to go back and to do that routine. What do you think caused you to go sideways just for that brief, uh, dark moment? The first thing that made me go sideways is um, I stopped doing the work. 
what we just talked about. I stopped yeah. prioritizing me and started mm-hmm. leaning back into 14, 16 hour business days. Hey, it's easy to fall back and, on bad habits. So, okay. And when we're, when I think when we're tired and alone is when bad things happen mm-hmm. to us. Absolutely. And I was exhausted and overwhelmed and I'd gotten away from the work. And honestly, um, I'll tell you the three things because I, you know, it's amazing. Um, I not only have a oak tree and beautiful woman standing side of me, my wife, Heather, but I also have a world-class team who practices the same thing we talked about. Right. And there was a people, there was a person in Kentucky that on my team, and I'll just say her name, her name is Erica, that was able to hold space for me mm-hmm. and help remind me to practice what I preach and mm-hmm. authentic and to be vulnerable with. And, and mm-hmm. she's one of my best friends and she's one of my wife's best friends, but she's mm-hmm. also a world-class human. So she's right, on our right. team. Right. That's, that's what it takes. <laughs> so what it yeah. So what happened to me is I, uh, my mother just recently, very recently passed. So this is within the last three months. My mother I knew, passed I knew away. Your, I knew your mom was sick. I'm sorry. I did not know yeah, she passed away. That's I'm why so we sorry. had to move this podcast. Yeah. yeah she's I, very, very ill uh, and she okay. just passed away. So I, as, sorry, uh, I, I wasn't processing that very well. Right. I had hundreds of thousands of dollars of unexpected business expenses yeah. um, that were unbudgeted hit me. And then it just seemed like everything else was hitting me. And that's when we need to lean into the work. Right. right. Um, that's when and I was running from it. And so right. I thought if I just worked a little harder, made a little more money and mm-hmm. worked myself into exhaustion. And I was probably overindulging in some other things as well during that time. Sure. And um, got into a really dark funk. And I'm just super thankful for my inner circle. I'm super thankful for my wife. I'm super thankful for my teammates. And I'm super thankful for me, brother, because I had been working out on those muscles and I'd only gotten away from it for three months. And right, luckily, right. they were still pretty strong. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah. Instead of completely self-sabotaging, which I was right there, mm-hmm. um, I took a I paused and took a step back. And honestly, I asked for help from my mentors. I asked help from my wife, um, from my teammates, and um, just said, hey, y'all, um, I know I wrote the book on being elite in business and life, but I'm not living up to what I want to be and who I am right now. And man, the, the showering of love for my, inner, I have an, inner, an unbelievable inner circle. I have an unbelievable mastermind. I have unbelievable coaches and I have an unbelievable team and wife. And, you know, we have three things within our legendary life movement that the limiting beliefs. And, and the, these are the things that I fight is right. not prioritizing ourselves. We usually put ourselves last and the yeah. more ambitious and high achieving we are, which is a lot of people probably listening to this, they right. put themselves last. We have Absolutely. to put ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Number two is we think we have to, we can't build a legendary business career and life alone. It takes a village. Absolutely. And if we had all the answers, we'd have already done it. And so that's mm-hmm. why we created the legendary life retreats and masterminds and experiences is for people like us who are career focused and high achieving and to not only do some business together and be as successful as possible, but also be successful in life. And the number three thing is when we're not, we're not learning, we're, we're dying. We're not growing, we're dying. And honestly, brother, you know, this is the guy who wrote the handbook on this. That's a bestseller. And I was struggling with it myself. I forgot those three pillars and started. I call I say isolation is the enemy of excellence. I started isolating. And, um, and that was very, very within the last six months, brother. And, um, I'm just super thankful that I have all of these resources and people and, I can be authentic and I can just be me because, you know, yeah. sometimes a Superman cape gets a little heavy. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to gloss over a couple of things you talked about because we talk about, uh, you mentioned, yeah, the word, brother. mentioned the word pause. Uh, yes. You talked about community. 
And then yeah. I also want to reach back to mentorship and, 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 mm. uh, you know, about the, the, the person who helped you, uh, uh, you mentioned about stepping over racial lines. Tell me about when you mentioned about the pause, the ability yes. to pause and to uh, interrupt what was happening. I mean, that that is what helps people from the thoughts of suicide to actually doing it and dying of suicide is interrupting what if whether it's a thought, bad behavior or something, interrupting and reaching out to that positive community that you've said. So, so tell me about how you were able to pause uh, and, and how others can learn that skill. Yeah, it, it's a, again, it's a muscle, right? We have to work out on it and we're not mm -hmm. taught it as children nor as adults. And yeah. for, for me, um, I think reading gratitudes and meditation and prayer for me, because that's important for me, mm -hmm. have all given me the ability to, I think the number one failure we have in business and life, and it's not that we're bad people, it's self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely self-awareness. And, um, and once you are aware, you can't not know. And I knew I was on a slippery slope, um, very core valued. Um, you know, I, I, we talked about before we got on the air, like our core values are mean everything we show up, protect yep. and defend the sport. Yep. And I was so aware that I was breaching some core values. Um, but I had done all the work to be able to pause. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And breathe. Mm -hmm. And all of that work has made me a very proactive person and not a reactive person. I call yeah. it the Tommy go round, which is my monkey brain. Yeah, I got it. And I knew my monkey brain was in charge. The And my wife and I have named him Ike. I have an alternate ego. I like Tommy wants to you help everybody build name? the world up. Oh, you Ike is Ike's the guy that wants to tear it down. Jeez. <laughs> Don't, so give, him, don't give him power. Do not give Ike <laughs> power, giving him a name. All right, go ahead. Yep. <laughs> but the, the truth is, is, um, you know, having that moment to pause, having that moment to reflect, having that self-awareness to know this is not your first rodeo. Um, and really pausing before anything really negative happened because us men and women we do we have these these things that we when we're when it's bad we really want it to go bad right and between my wife um my coaches uh, my teammate at that time um it, you know it was just a, a really beautiful thing to pause self-reflect journal on it pray you on do it, a deep breath right back into the work i always oh, say yeah. in, in between the pause and doing the work, people, they underplay the value of that deep breath because there's physical science behind filling up your lungs and then and it, because the oxygen goes to the brain and to the heart and that enables you to get back into a rational ego state. So don't yeah, underestimate that breathing. So you did take a deep breath, didn't you, Tommy? Big deep breath. <laughs> big deep breath and uh, a big pause. Oh my gosh. And um, you and I were just talking about it and um, and I just literally gave a keynote in Iowa mm -hmm. and it was all about that pause. Yeah. I talked about the beginning and end of the speech was, yeah, yeah. Hey, I wrote the book on this. Hey, I've mm -hmm. got all these titles. Hey, I've got all this success, but I'm just like you. And, I, and there I was three months ago yeah. yet again, standing on the damn cliff. Forgive my French. Um, yeah, that's right. And and I can't tell you there was 400 people in the audience. I I, I guarantee you 300 hugged me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they were Absolutely. like, "This is exactly what I needed to hear." Because yeah. 
all of us are going through something yeah. and I want your audience to hear, you know, this Drew. I mean, yeah. we're not alone no, in that voice inside our heads, our insecurities, mm -hmm. our worries, our regrets. And we just got to talk about it, man. And yeah. ask for help. Absolutely. And that's what I did. And so thank you Good for letting for you. me share that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, before I get to my last two questions, I want to reach back <laughs> to, the, to the awesome gentleman who stepped over what, society probably told them not to so tell me about tony and 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 tell me about whether or not you had a role model um growing up and and if you didn't why do you why didn't you um so i did not well i would say my grandfather was one of the few humans that were very kind to me but he spoiled me so i wouldn't call mm. him a mentor but he was very loving and kind okay Okay. And I grew up humbly and he bought me everything that I wanted. And, um, so that was a good, he, okay. I want to give shout out to pops of course, of um, course. to this day. Um, yeah. but I was actually taught the exact opposite of what needed to be taught, okay. um, both inside and out of the home. So I didn't have role models, female or male to really look up to or a spider bee other than my granddad. And, mm. you know, he just spoiled me to death. So, yeah, I really right. didn't have a really good, yeah. I totally understand. So um, I didn't have that great male mentorship. And what Tony did, because um, he was in his 40s, and there I am, mm. 18. Right. Um, I think it was an opportunity for him because he had been in and out of the system his whole life. Right. And and I'm for eternally grateful for this man. Um, but what he did is um, I think he saw himself in me. Mm-hmm. And it maybe gave him an opportunity to serve yep. to be, maybe he saw a young Tony in him and full of hopes and dreams and aspirations and yeah. not letting one horrible mistake define my whole life. Absolutely. And um, for him to cross racial lines is a God thing, man. I'm just going to call it, I, I see it as a God Absolutely. thing. Yep. yep. Um, and so um, really it's amazing to me how many strong female and male mentors have appeared in my life when I need it. And mm -hmm. so yep. everyone listening, Drew, I'm sure you're a mentor to a lot of people. I can just feel your soul, brother. Yep. Anytime that you can serve someone else and they don't have to be younger than you, they can be older than nope, you. They can be anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime you get a, a, a an opportunity to serve or mentor or, or hold space, sometimes just holding space for somebody. Absolutely. Um, I just know how much it has changed my life having someone like Tony, and I'm going to give another shout out, a Carrie Gayho, um, who was a male mentor that appeared at 36 when I was mm -hmm. almost lost everything. And so, right. yeah, thank you for letting me share that, brother. Absolutely. Is Tony still with us? Don't know. So um, here's the truth, and um, that's why I don't say his last name. Um, Tony is probably still with us. Um, because of things that he was dealing with and overcoming, we both decided that it was probably time for us to part. He had done his job. All right. um, I, I have a feeling he's probably still in one of those places just okay. based on some habits and lifestyles that he was having. And right. just, but let me just tell you um, if, if the definition of a legendary human is leaving this planet and this, this a human better than he found him, he has done that. And so I'm eternally grateful for that. I'll just, well, I'll leave it at that. I'll say my own prayer for Tony right now. Because Me too. He, Me he, too, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Me All too, right. Brother. Last I have a questions. feeling he's yeah. going to appear Drew, one day. I think, I think, I think he's going to appear again. So. I think he will. And, and yes, I'm hoping he's still with us. Yes. All right. Last two questions. So Tommy, you are sitting down 
with seven to 10 year old Tommy and you want to give him some advice on life, what are you going to tell him? Never give up. Never give up. Um, no matter what's been done to you, what you've been through, mistakes you've made, there's nothing that can't be undone. Not one single thing until your last breath on earth. And I would tell him we're given three gifts, the gift of life. If anyone's listening to this, don't think life's a gift, reach out to me. I, I'll tell you otherwise. The gift of choice, mm -hmm. the only real power we have and the only thing we're truly in control is our choices and the gift of death. And that's the only thing we all really have in common is we're, mm -hmm. we're not going to be here long. Right. And to never give up and no matter what mistake you've made um, or what's been done to you, whether it's financial, an integrity breach, or just a mistake, um, that nothing can't be overcome. And the second thing I would tell him is to participate in his own rescue. There's no one coming to save you. No one owes you anything. Um, there's no white horse. There's no magic pill. There's no easy fix to life. You have to look in the mirror and know that the problem and solution to everything in your life is in that mirror and know the enemy and that enemy is you. And that, that person you're seeing in the mirror could also be your biggest ally. Mm -hmm. So I would say never get up, never give up and participate in your own rescue and know when you look in the mirror, that's the solution and the problem to everything you have in life. That's what I would tell that young boy. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so change hats, and now you're sitting with young Tommy, the businessman, entrepreneur, ready to go face the world. What kind of business advice are you going to give young Tommy? Um, I let. Um, I believe that I used to let my fear guide me, and I, I never – nothing's a no. It's just a not yet. Yep. Um, and so I am a business is very important person. I, I own and run multiple companies. I mean, we have a hotel in Georgia. I run the legendary life movement. Um, nothing's a no, it's just a not yet. Mm -hmm. And what I would tell, and this is the advice I give everyone. It's really simple. All those tools I gave you at the beginning is how to be an elite leader as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and a great leader, a great culture builder and a person with an abundance mindset cannot be stopped. And there is nothing impossible. Your audience doesn't know it, but I just gave them the formula on how to be rich as well. Yep. Um, and there's really just a few small things that the elite and successful do a little bit differently that puts them in the top 10%, the top 1%. Drew, I know you're, you're, you're well on your way there. Mm -hmm. And so nothing is impossible. Um, I see, I refuse to hear no. It's just a not yet. Yep. And the thing I would tell myself is it is critical critical, critical, critical who you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Show me your habits. Show me your daily habits and the 10 people you spend the most time with. And I will tell you your future. And so the whole reason I created the legendary life movement is everybody in it is ambitious and high achieving. They might not be as successful. They you know, we've got people in our movement worth nine digits. We've got people who are just starting out everything in between, but we know that together, when we share business, leadership, life, wisdom, and we do it in a community, there's nothing that we can't do. And that's the whole reason I created the movement. And um, I know that's a way, I'm probably going way too long, but show me your habits, show me the people you hang around with, and I will tell you your future. And I would say be dramatically cautious who you let be your significant other mm -hmm. and be dramatically cautious who you let in your life and fire all the negative Nellies immediately. And rehire abundantly loving people. So uh, off my soapbox, Drew. Thank you for letting me share that. <laughs> You're welcome. I love your soapbox. Yep. I mean, let me let me give you the cliff notes, everybody. 
It's you got your none. The, the the past does not define any of us, and Amen. we are the only people who can put limits on ourselves. So everything Amen, we can bro. do is limitless, and surround yourself with good human beings who want to bring you up instead of knock you down. There we go. So Tommy, so now the audience has gotten the essence of Tommy Breedlove. Now they're going to want to reach out to you. How can they do that? The first thing I would do is pick up Legendary. It's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestseller. If you're not a reader, I will read it to you on Audible. Right. Um, and so pick that up. It is not only a play. It's short. It's fun. It's fast. Um, it's very executable. I think one of the harshest things in the world is when people don't apply their knowledge. You get the knowledge right. now. You got to right. you got to act on Absolutely. it. Um, Legendary is very executable. So all your favorite bookstores in the airport or on Audible, pick that up. If you're interested in attending a retreat or coming to one of our adventure experiences or joining a mastermind or finding a like-minded tribe, reach out me to, to me directly at Tommy at LiveLegendary.today. Tommy at LiveLegendary.today. Uh, reach out to me directly. And um, for those of you high achievers who want to do business in life with other high achievers, who want to be elite, not only in success and leadership, but in life, welcome home. Um, come join us. And uh, we'd love to have you in our community. We'd love to have you in my mastermind, attend retreats, our experiences, and Let's do life and business together, man. So Tommy at LiveLegendary.today. So come come join us. Beautiful. Well, Tommy, I want to thank you. And I want to tell you, I'm, I'm grateful uh, you're in my life, man. And and what people don't know is this is the first time we got a chance to actually sit down and talk. And we introduced our relationship to the world. And uh, I know this isn't the last time we're going to be talking. And uh, just thanks for being who you are. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you ever go sideways again, I can be your interrupter. Just reach out, man. Uh, thank you, brother. More than happy to help you out. All right. Thank you, brother. One foot forward, right? And uh, nobody's perfect. And right. thank God I have wonderful souls around me, Dre. What an honor, brother. And thank you again. I want your audience to hear this. Your grace and flexibility and kindness has been overwhelming to me and my team. And Danielle, who runs my entire company, mm -hmm. who also protects me, has just been singing your praises. So, Everyone listening, Drew is an amazing human being, and Danielle is a tough judge. <laughs> God, I love that. I love you, Danielle. Thank you. All right, Tommy. Thanks, my friend. And everybody, have a safe and healthy and blessed rest of the day. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, Please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com, expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.